0: We're going to talk about motive again, because yeah. um, it's rearing its ugly head a number of times. Yeah, it's scary. And it's hit us a number of times, and we, we deal with it. But, you know, it's a really difficult area, and I find that judges are are screwing this up. Left, right, center. It's a problem. I'll set
1: it up for you. So this is the case of SS&S S, S from the Court Her of Majesty Appeal.
0: Queen. Uh, versus sss yes court of appeal 2021 Ontario. onca 552 you just like doing that don't you so i want you to talk about it today well, i keep putting you on pressure
1: you do you really do and yeah i'm gonna freeze or something i'll, I'll if i freeze i'll get back to, i'll go back to watches you'll know i'm freezing if i'm
0: and this is relevant because you got two appellate cases coming up uh where you've got motive issues where Great. you're appealing on Thanks so this is really good me.
1: Complainant was a young girl, eight or nine at the time of the alleged offenses, and 11 at trial. The appellant was a 20-year-old university student at the time of the alleged offense. The families of the complainant and appellant were close. A little bit too close, it sounds like. Sometime between February 1st and March 31st, 2017, the complainant had a sleepover at her friend's P's home. P is the appellant's younger sister. The complainant said that sometime, what? Sometime during the sleepover when P was in the shower and she was in the chair in the kitchen, the appellant
0: came in, kissed her, touched her breasts and vagina over her clothes. She said she screamed as the appellant's parents returned home from a shopping trip. Right. The appellant testified denying the complainant's claim. He stated that he remembered the weekend the complainant slept over and he was never alone with her. So now he was convicted at trial Right. because a denial is just not good enough. Of
1: course not. So he raised a number of grounds for the conviction appeal, most of which alleged errors by the trial judge in her assessment of the credibility and reliability of the complainant and the appellant. Court of Appeal said, um, in my view, the trial judge erred in fact and law by finding that the complainant and her mother had a motive not to fabricate the allegations
0: let's repeat that because this it, this is going to be boring it a bit but so important to those of you who follow us for the law to understand these issues because it factors into so many of the right. sexual assault cases we do okay? and there's a lot to unpack this this language gets really and we've gotten into this before but we're going to use this case because of the language right so again
1: Error number one, or one of the main errors, the trial judge erred in fact and law by finding that the complainant and her mother had a motive not to fabricate the allegations, okay, and by using that finding to enhance the credibility of the complainant. That's the...
0: Yeah, and stop there. Yeah. And what and what actually the trial judge did was relied upon a case called JJRD from our Court of Appeal from a number of years ago to say that you can believe the complainant over the accused simply because the complainant's evidence rises to that level of believability. So in this case, it was a combination of factors where the judge found that because there was a motive not to fabricate, which we'll get into it, that enhanced the credibility of the complainant and overcame the accused denial, conviction, right? right? Yeah, I know. This is the part where I just—I just—I I, I just, I, I have a hard time with all this.
1: So did so did I. Like, go to page eight. That's where the uh, motive to fabricate analysis
0: starts. So the trial judge found that she was satisfied beyond a reasonable doubt of the credibility and reliability of the complainant.
1: Mistake on, but keep going.
0: One of the factors the trial judge considered in the portion of her analysis where she reached this conclusion was the complainant's lack of motive to fabricate. She found that not only was there no evidence. This, slowly, this yeah. has to go slow, folks. Because it can just be such a cluster. It really is. She found not only there was no evidence of motive to fabricate or animus, but that it was contrary to the interests of the complainant and her mother to come forward, and that the fact that they did demonstrate how the complainant had no motive to fabricate.
1: So bad.
0: So bad. Like, you know how easy it is to manufacture that type of evidence? Right. Let's just imagine. Here we go. (laughs) Let's just imagine. It can be any case. Here we go. It can be a dating scenario. It can be anything. It can be almost anything. And you go, well, you know, by coming forward, I would lose my relationship with, you know, the accused family. And I could be ostracized because right. of that.
1: Or the other episode where she had to travel a great distance to come to trial in Toronto from God knows Timbuktu in oh. Ontario. Because she had to travel that distance, she must be credible.
0: She found that not only was there no evidence of motive to fabricate her animus, but that it was contrary to the interests of the complainant and her mother to come forward. So this judge confabulated the issue right. of what the f-ing mother testified to, right. which is f***ing irrelevant, right. with what was her motivations to come forward, and that it was contrary to her best interests?
1: Yeah, I know, I know. Just shoot me, right? I hate but, this area of law. It, it's but let let me read the next part. So this this is how the trial judge the trial judge used okay, the you, findings you as to... a make weight. What does that mean? What what the hell does make weight mean? Is that the opposite of Weight Watchers? It's here. Yeah, Zoom I in. I saw
0: it. Finding as it's a make weight to enhance to enhan- the complainant's credibility. Like what people is that? think we'd make
1: this. Up. Somebody look that phrase up. Make weight. I think it's like the opposite of Weight Watchers or something. I don't know what the hell it means. Make weight.
0: I I don't know. Okay, go okay, ahead. Okay, I'll go ahead. Because this 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 angers me, I, and we need really? to still this down so people understand. This is very 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 dangerous. It stuff. It is
1: very dangerous stuff. So the trial judge addressed the issue of motive to fabricate in the following two paragraphs. Oh boy, she went crazy. Two whole paragraphs. Okay. First paragraph, I have taken into consideration that there is no evidence of a motive to fabricate or animus in this case. To the contrary, by coming forward, the complainant stood to jeopardize her friendship with the defendant's sister. The complainant's mother risked the close relationship and support of the defendant's parents, both of whom she considered family. Stop there. You're about to say...
0: Well, well no first of all, of in reading the evidence, there was no factual fa- foundation, foundation... No, no one testified for the, to that. For, ...for the fact that there was the complainant that she believed coming forward would right. jeopardize her relationship. There was no evidence. None. Zero. Zero.
1: Zero. Next paragraph. The existence or evidence absence of a motive to fabricate is a relevant factor to be considered i acknowledge that when dealing with the issue of a complainant's motive to fabricate it is important to recognize that the absence of any evidence of motive to fabricate is not the same as absence of motive to fabricate so why didn't you do that to begin with it is dangerous and impermissible for me to move from an apparent lack of motive to the conclusion that the complainant must be telling the truth. People may accuse others of committing a crime for reasons that may never be known, or for no reason at all. Right. Right. Thanks. We know that part. How come you didn't? The burden of production and persuasion is upon the prosecution, and accused need not prove a motive to fabricate on the part of a principal crown witness. Yeah, crim Law, Law School, Year One.
0: Here's something interesting. The the, the court stated, even if the trial judge only found no evidence of motive to fabricate, treating the lack of evidence of motive to fabricate as a factor in assessing the credibility of the complainant in this case amounts to an error of law because it had the effect of putting an onus on the appellant to disprove that the complainant had no motive to fabricate.
1: Do it again that this is
0: complicated. This is really serious. Yes. Even if the trial judge only found no evidence of motive to fabricate, treating the lack of evidence of motive to fabricate as a factor in assessing the credibility of the complainant in this case amounts to an error of law because it had the effect of putting an onus on the appellant to disprove that the complainant had no motive to fabricate. So let's distill this down. No motive to fabricate. No no evidence of motive to fabricate is only a factor. It does not in and of itself enhance the credibility of a complainant. And it cannot put the accused in a position of having to disprove an absence of motive. This was a horrible conflation of these factors with respect to motive. And this is why this area of law is so incredibly dangerous
1: it is let's keep going keep going go to page 11 where the court of appeal kind of breaks it down further paragraph 26 there was no evidence to support the trial judge's finding regarding the complainant herself the complainant was not asked any questions about whether she was concerned that her disclosure would jeopardize her relationship with her friend there was no basis for the trial judge to infer such a concern from her evidence. The inference amounted... And this is this is the part that pissed yes. you off. The inference amounted to transferring the concerns of the complainant's mother onto the complainant, a young child. Okay, I got to set you loose on
0: that paragraph. Well, it's amazing... Look, I don't want to denigrate anybody. No, no, and, denigration. And I have respect for the We're trial judge in this case. We're denigration free here. But, you know, you can't take the mother's testimony, and equate that to the state of mind of the complainant. Right. So that's 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 an obvious right. f*** up, okay? Right. right. But the other issue here is that you must take the evidence of the complainant on its own. Right,
1: right.
0: And not relate it to some other witness, whether it's the mother, father, or some other person. It's very important. And there is a distinct difference between proving an absence of motive to fabricate. Right. And an absence of evidence of motive to fabricate. Right. And none of you, I'm sure, gets that. Because we still struggle with it. That's weird. But let's put it this way, okay? So I, I think I'm going to get this right. I know you will. Let's say you ask a series of questions of a complainant. And it's a complainant who had a relationship to the accused and the accused family. So... Did you have concerns coming forward with these allegations? Complain it. Yeah, like, I really care about... Um, I didn't want to jeopardize. I, I, can, I, I really care about um, the accused and the family. I, 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 my family has been going over there for, like... Decades. Decades, and I, I, I love going over there, and I have a real connection, mm-hmm. and I, I was scared about breaking up our, our friendship... And my parents' friendship, and I, I, I didn't want to lose that, so I struggled with this, and I just didn't want that to happen. But this is so difficult for me. I had to come forward because it did happen to me. Right. But I didn't want to lose this connection, and now I know I'm not talking to anybody, and our families are broken up. Right. Pause. Pause. That is a direct question asked in examination-in-chief. That's how it should be. You, you wouldn't want a defense lawyer asking no, that. You, you but that. that would be a fair answer to say... The families no longer talk. Right. There is a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. There is a real, you know, emotional res- uh, connection and psychological connection, and it's over.
1: Right.
0: There was something to lose. Right. By coming forward. Right. And you see this also in cases where there is a familiar connection, mm-hmm. a grandparent, a parent, etc. It could be also in a, you know, we have this. In cases where there is a acrimonious divorce, that's why we, we mention this, right. between a mother and a stepfather. So married, mm-hmm. it's a biological child of the mother. It's a stepfather. Child says, look, I know my mom and my stepdad have a great relationship. They love each other, but f- this happened to me. And I know I, I was worried for a long time that this right. would break them up, but I had to come forward. Right. Now, there could be motivations for them to lie because they never sure. liked the stepfather in the first place. But that's the type of background. That's the contextual evidence. That's the foundational evidence that can support right. an absence of motive to fabricate. Right. That's actual evidence. Right. So that would constitute absence of evidence... absence of motive to fabricate. Evidence? Nah. We keep this up yeah, because it's that. so difficult. I know. That can establish... <laughs> You know an absence of a motive to fabricate absence of evidence of motive to fabricate right. is far less Right. i'm gonna turn it over to you
1: isn't that insane well you've totally only sense.
0: judges and courts can do this right i think this should be simple this should be very simple if you can't establish an absence of motive to fabricate that's the end of it there's no it there's no enhancement of reliability of the complainant's evidence right. and we shouldn't talk about an absence of evidence Period. But we've created these two categories, which is highly problematic.
1: Right. And that's what continued to happen. Second, the trial judge relied on the mother's desire to maintain a good relationship with the appellant's family to bolster the, complain- the credibility of the complainant's account.
0: Now, I just want to say, yes? Nika Whiskey, N-I-K-K-A, single malt, yochi, scotch, uh, is a Japanese... It, it's f***ing great.
1: No, but you're supposed to do it like Bill Murray and Lost in Translation. For relaxing time, pick... Whatever, Suntory time, or whatever that one is.
0: For relaxing time, pick Nika Whiskey, single malt, Yauchi. Love that movie. I, I am pronouncing it wrong. It's really good, eh? Hey,
1: clearly, because the bottle's almost finished.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, it's really good.
1: Yeah. And we're not... This is not a product endorsement. Since we're not 1934.
0: Paid for no, but if... Oh, They f- do f- want to endorse oh, f- 45 percent well you can use it as barbecue if they they, want to sponsor the podcast they're more than welcome yeah we can leave
1: that on permanently okay go ahead uh where was i sorry to digress it's not digressing Uh, that was an error of law you know the judge relied on what the mother's desire was and so
0: let's eliminate that right so if another witness like a mother or somebody else testifies and says this can ruin our relationship with this family you can't transpose that that evidence to the complainant to then establish an absence of motive to fabricate right right okay good next but it's weird because the judge occasionally gets the law right but she misapplies it she's a very bright judge right she was a very bright crown attorney a very bright judge right and i can't blame her because this isn't the easiest area of law look at us struggling
1: with this What does she say? The trial judge discussed the law on motive to fabricate. So she's live to the issue. She began by stating that the existence or absence of a motive to fabricate is a relevant factor to be be considered. That is an accurate statement. And here's where we do the yellow highlight, where there's proved presence or absence of motive to fabricate. So she gets it right. And it continues. The trial judge then recognized, and this is where it will get messed up again.
0: And can I just say this? Because as we're discussing this, remember this, and this is law, and this is is accurate. Yes. It is impermissible for a court to move from an apparent lack of motive to fabricate to the conclusion that the complainant is telling the truth. I want to be clear about that. That's the f***ing law. And that's what we have to take away from this. If you're a, a fellow colleague of ours, and if you're just our viewers who are interested in the law, it is wrong. So impermissible, it's wrong to move from an apparent lack of motive to fabricate to the conclusion that the complainant is telling the truth. Go ahead. Did you just
1: read that or did I just read that? The trial, you did paragraph 29, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Where was I? Well, in, in in going on, uh, the trial judge did not find a lack of evidence of motive to fabricate. Rather, she found that there was no motive to fabricate, which she used, again, here's this word I don't understand what it means, which she used as a make weight for the complainant's credibility. Finding no motive to fabricate amounted to a factual error. That was not available on the evidence, as we've said time and time again. Because
0: the complainant was never asked about motive right. to fabricate or concerned that coming forward could right. jeopardize her friendship. Okay? Right. And that is very important. And I think this is where we have to distill it down. Okay. Okay. So, still, or distill, or both. So, if you want to prove an absence of motive to fabricate, the Crown has to establish through examination of the complainant that there was something to be jeopardized by coming forward with the allegation. Right. Okay. Part two. Yes. Over to you.
1: No, oh, you're doing so good.
0: Part two is short of that. The crown can establish that there is no evidence, evidence of motive to fabricate. Right. But that is not the same. No, it's simply a factor to take into consideration and does not shift the onus on an accused Never. to establish a lack of motive to fabricate. So, as, But as, going back, okay. if the Crown can establish that there is an absence of motive to fabricate, in other words, the world was coming to an end if I came forward with this allegation, okay? My mom is the First Lady, my dad is the President of the United States. Let's not use Canada, because no. they're in a divorce. Right. And by coming forward... Uh, my parents would get divorced, my dad would likely be impeached, and I would never go to Cambridge in the UK because that's where I wanted to go to school, and it would be over, and I'd lose all my friends, and and, and Russia would invade the United States and be over. Okay? You could establish that there would be, you know, a lack of motive to fabricate right. because the, the jeopardy would be huge. So, huge, yeah. Full stop. That's powerful evidence mm-hmm. that then can be used by the judge to convict right okay the absence of evidence to motive to fabricate right. is something less right and it's simply a factor and the does not fact. shift a burden right. on the accused right. to disprove it right as they say not only is there no
1: burden on an accused to prove a motive to fabricate there's equally no burden on an accused to disprove that the complainant had no motive to fabricate
0: and here's an interesting issue to raise. And I, I hope you guys really like this because I don't want to do this again. <laughs> okay, because... I don't
1: think we can. No, we can. We can, and but... We've it done we- this a
0: number of times, but... And, and and we get comment... It's legitimate. We get messages saying, can you go over the law more? Right. Um, so there was another case that came out that we covered in a previous episode called Ignacio. And this was a, a another a Court of Appeal decision. And... It, it further complicated the analysis. But I don't think it has to be that hard. So in Ignacio, the defense took the position at trial that the complainant had a motive to fabricate because she feared that she becoming pregnant from her sexual encounter with the accused and needed a way to explain the pregnancy to her parents in order to absolve herself of any responsibility. So this is important. This is a situation where the defense now is is asserting in their cross-examination and their defense that there's a motive to fabricate, which right. is something I say you got to do. You got to do time. a lot. So when you go down that road, okay, the defense will take the position that the complainant had motive to fabricate. Now, that will then result in a number of fa- a number of things. What page are we on? I'm on page 14. The court found that in responding to the defense submission that the complainant had motive to fabricate, that there was the trial judge had no finding of motive to fabricate and determined that there was no evidence of a motive to fabricate. The court then found as a matter of law that the trial judge was entitled to consider the absence of evidence of motive to fabricate as a factor in assessing credibility of the complainant. Stop. hmm one if the defense raises motive to fabricate mm-hmm. that can be rebutted right. if the crown can establish an absence of motive to fabricate that can be substantive evidence enhancing the credibility complaining leading to conviction below that two if the trial judge does not accept the motive to fabricate and the defense does not have a burden to establish motive to fabricate the court can still determine that there is no evidence of motive to fabricate and consider the absence of the motive to fabricate as a factor in assessing credibility of the complainant. So when you allege motive to fabricate- what you raise, yeah. Be f- f- careful- Right. About what you allege, and, and have a grounding in the evidence for that. Right, don't just willy nilly it. Because once you throw that out there, assuming the Crown cannot establish an absence of motive they can still raise the absence of evidence of a motive to fabricate. Right. Okay? So be careful about what you do. Ground your motive to fabricate in the evidence and have something to support it.
1: Yeah, you're just not throwing that one out there for kicks.
0: No. And I think that's, like, to read more of this would just f***ing twist everybody's mind. (laughs) But there is no burden on a person who's accused of an offense to prove a motive to fabricate. Period. Period. There is equally no burden on an accused to disprove that the complainant had no motive to fabricate. Right. If an accused does not raise the issue, it is not open to the... Trial judge. Trial judge to find that there is no evidence of motive to fabricate and to use that finding not to disprove by the accused, but make use it in support of the complainant's right. credibility. Okay, that's... That's great. That's very helpful. So let's put it this way. Are you confused already? I'm totally, yeah, of course. Okay. So we will. But I get it. Okay. But we have to. And and this is something, that, you know, I, we, I've had questions about this. In the majority of cases that we have where we're dealing with our clients who believe that they are wrongfully accused. Right. And we have scenarios where we can see that there is motive to fabricate, okay? We're going down that road. Right. And you have to be very careful that you have some evidence to establish a motive to fabricate. Right, you just don't throw it out there. You don't. But we as the defense do not have a burden to establish motive to fabricate or an absence of motive to fabricate. But once you go down that road, be careful Because the Crown can try and establish an absence of motive or at the very least that there's no evidence of motive to fabricate, which still can um, support the credibility of the complainant. That is the best I can do in this circumstance. And we've had the questions asked of us. And we have this often because we deal with cases where people come to us because they say they're wrongfully accused. And we analyze it very carefully. And we find that there are motives. And we've said this, and I've said this for over 30 years now, 30 years and nine months.
1: And a few minutes.
0: That in most of these cases, you really got to find that motive. Oh, totally. Because a blanket denial in and of itself without massive inconsistencies of the evidence of a complainant, like it's not just a situation where a lawyer gets up and asks questions and they get the hour wrong or the day wrong or the sunlight It's not up, going to cut or it or was fall or winter it's not going to f-ing do anything no. these are cases as you say high stakes litigation right. and and you've got to be sure that you're grounding your evidence in something that you have substantively um, been able to establish right and that's where this type of complicated law comes in and how how It can really lead to wrongful convictions. I mean, this case was overturned and went back for a retrial. Right. So it can easily be And I can see how a judge would be lulled into this. Oh, right.
1: And and the judge kind of knew the law. That's the scary part. No, she knew the law. She knew the law.
0: But she got overblown by the evidence of the mother. Right. And and, um, overlapped that with the evidence of the complainant. And that was a problem. And that's why it got ordered back. Right. And it's very seductive. Of course. And that's why you have to be very careful in these cases. And this can lead to wrongful convictions. Right. And that's why you've got to be really nuanced and careful in how you construct your defense narrative, how you construct your cross-examination, how you construct your arguments. Right. And frankly, in these cases, you've got to find, you've got to ground your evidence. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else to say. It's really important. Explain what that reads means. Because it to mischief.
1: Explain what that means. Ground your evidence.
0: If your client is saying, She's doing this because of X, Y, and Z. Right. You got to ground it in more than what the person's saying. Right. We, we have no choice but to find some supportive evidence. Mm-hmm. There needs to be no corroboration of the complainant's evidence, but we got to find that. Right. We have to get some messages right. or something else to ground it in. Well, yeah, I was going to ask you what that something else is. Yeah. Financial um you know uh, a disgruntled lover something. something we need some evidence right. to ground it in. and often clients are able to provide us with a very fr- uh, you know a very robust source of evidence that we can we can find right. it right. and work with them and develop it because they're telling us the truth right but you go- on the defense side you got to ground it you have to. if you can't ground it in some evidence you're going to have an incredibly difficult uphill battle yeah and I can't overemphasize as we read every single case and go back in time. I mean Trotter was on this. Who's excellent. Yes, yes. You know, I'm not saying Feldman and the other judge lawyers isn't great. They're 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 good judges, but Trotter's particularly a good yeah, a good yeah. writer and a very good judge. And it's very difficult to, to, to read sometimes. And and it comes down to a very nuanced understanding of the law, but on the basics is when you're faced with a false accusation with a client who comes forward and says, I'm falsely accused. Right. It's just not about an inconsistency here no, and there. No. The it's hell. not just about maybe they're not reliable. Right. Maybe they're just angry. Yeah. It's about grounding the fabrication, the motive to fabricate in some evidence yeah. and establishing ourselves a motive. Because on the other side, then you could be faced with them showing mm, there's no motive to fabricate right. or there's an absence of motive to fabricate. Right. And I know. F- you know, it can be just a massive cluster f- when you're trying, at the end of the day, to unravel a conviction on appeal. Oh yeah. You know, I, I, we understand this, yeah. but you know, the way that the courts always try and explain it can be very convoluted to people, and 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 for practical purposes, because we have people. Who are watching our podcast and are asking us practical questions and are concerned about wrongful convictions, what does this really mean? What it means is you've got to come forward with evidence. If you're in the defense side yeah. and you want to try and establish that this is a wrongful accusation, you have to come forward with evidence. Bring us. We stuff, have people. to come forward with yeah. evidence. We need to ground it in evidence because there's that that's just yeah. the way it is right
1: now. Yeah, it's a sad reality. Just sitting there saying prove it ain't gonna cut it anymore. No.
0: So, you know, talking about that, we said it on a previous episode, we're going to have some guests coming up. We're going to try and do it by Zoom. Um, We're going to have a criminologist. We're going to have somebody who is talking about parental alienation in the United States and how that's been an issue in the criminal and family courts, which overlap with what we have. And then we have a psychologist coming up soon. So we've got a lot of interesting episodes coming up. And your questions really help focus us on issues you want to talk about. And we love it. And, and we can get into more law. So whatever you want, just let us know. And I think you took my pillow. According to the pillows. Well, you took mine. Can don't. you please like, subscribe, comment, share. Don't forget to say nice things about us.
1: You forgot to send the Amazon gift cards, but that's on the other side, I'm sorry. Different pillow.
0: That's a different pillow. That's a different pillow. Thank you so much for all your questions. And the emails that we get, um, I've had emails to my inbox. Um, My email is joseph at nrlawyers.com. If you want to suggest anything or ask anything, please do reach out to us. This is really great. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Thank you. To our Jewish viewers, Shana Tova. Shana Tova. Happy, healthy.
1: Happy, healthy. New Year. Good night, everybody. Clink.